Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Climb with Ed and Riley. We're excited to be back, same as every single week that we record. Yeah, um, It's always fun to hop on here and just talk for a little bit back and forth and talk about what we're learning, what we're earning, and uh, so on and so <laughs> forth. So <laughs> today's going to be a little bit more like financial um, pointed podcast, I guess. Right. I got a request from a listener and a good friend of mine who he was he was asking if I could talk a little bit about um, how I got started just in general in life with my finances and what um, what helped build the mindset that I have and the mindset for wealth and stuff like that. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm just going to share a little bit about you know how I got started and what led to where I am now. Full disclaimer, I honestly don't feel like super qualified, I guess, to, to talk about this podcast because it's not like I'm wealthy at the moment, not by any means. Um, but he requested <laughs> it, so you know we're going to talk yeah. about it, and we'll probably talk – we're not going to talk so much about how I built so much wealth because I don't have so much wealth, but we are going to talk about the mindset or, or what kind of helped develop the current mindset. So, Right, yeah, and guys, Ed – Ed hasn't um, built a ton of wealth yet, but he's definitely making the moves to do that. And yeah. he is like, I can attest for that. Like, you know, he does have that mindset. He is careful with what he does and stuff. And he thinks, you know, he thinks stuff through. So that's why he's going to be talking about this a lot here today. Yeah, absolutely. So we've, we've all, we've, we've already talked about like different pieces of it, like goal setting and, and, you know, the mindset for what, for, or that the habits for successful people and success habits. And, you know, we've already talked about some of that kind of stuff, but I'm just going to go through a brief overview of my story and kind of how it all started. So I would say like starting out, man, I, I, okay. I'm going to start back like a, a little glimpse, a little moment I had. So when we first moved, I used to, I was born in Ohio and then I moved here to North Carolina or my family moved here to North Carolina when I was five years old. And for the, my parents were building a house here. And so for like the first about year and a half that we lived here in North Carolina, we rented a house. I was five years old when we moved down. So I would have been like six, maybe seven ish, whatever. Anyways, when we moved out, but I remember, um, we were living in the house and, I remember hearing mom and dad talk about paying rent and stuff like that, right? Because we were renting a house right. at the time. And so it intrigued me. I was super young, but I remember it intrigued me. And then I, I remember watching the landlord once. He came to the door, and I was standing right next to mom. So she went and answered the door right now, standing there. And I just watched mom, like, hand him hand money, and <laughs> he walked off. And I remember, like, I was super, super young, but it made an impact on me to where that that, that little, like, that little snippet, like that little memory never left me where I was always like, man, that'd be cool. Like he just owns a house and we live in it and we pay him. I was like, man, that'd be cool. Right. And then that was about it. Like I remember that and then not much else. Um, you know, and, and of course that would spark what I'm, what I'm trying to achieve now, but that was kind of my first ever thought about money, wealth building, anything like that. So, um, but, but growing up, I did have a very negative view of money to say the least. I'm one of 10 kids. Um, and my dad never, I mean, he always provided for us very, very well, but he never, you know, we never had like an abundance of money. We were never a rich family by any means. So he did an excellent job providing, but with 10 kids, you know, there's, <laughs> there's only so much you can do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So, 
So that's a lot. You know, he did a wonderful job of providing for us. Absolutely. Um, but you know, usually when money, well, money wasn't really talked about in the house, to be honest with you. And if it ever was, it was usually pretty negative because there was a lack of. And so without going into a lot of detail, I do have some very vivid memories about, you know, some arguments that happened and stuff like that strictly over money. So money in general wasn't, I guess at the same time, we were always taught that, you know, money's the root of all evil, which is a, which is a miss, you know, it's a misquote or whatever of the, of the actual passage. But we were taught that, you know, and, and rich people are, are greedy and all these other things. And so I, I did have a negative view of money in that light, but also I had a negative view. Um, right. Like, I, I guess my eyes were opened at a young age at what can happen if you have a, a lack of money because of some of the arguments that went on and stuff like that. So, you know, I remember being like 10, 11, 12 years old and just thinking like, I don't know how, but someday I'm going to be filthy rich. And that was my only goal. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember finding it young, but I just, I wanted to be like, filthy rich just like disposable amounts of money and i you know i kept that throughout probably around like 18 years old something like that that was my goal i just wanted to be like filthy rich and um you know i my mindset has changed now i don't care as much about just amassing ridiculous amounts of wealth i don't care as much about that as i do like you know financial freedom and you know being able to be there for my family and stuff like that my future family when i have one and stuff like that you know but it was it was definitely very prominent in my mind. Like it was it was always there that like I'm gonna build wealth somehow. So because right. of that, you know, I I started working as early as possible. I started working at 15 years old. Um, I was getting paid eight dollars an hour, no overtime at all, and I stayed that way for about a year and a half. And um, at the at that point, I was still living at home. Of course, I, I mean I still live at home to this day. And um, I was giving my parents like a lot of my money. So. I didn't save a lot, and that that I did save was um, usually spent, you know, pretty quickly. I didn't have any right. sort of money management, nothing like that. I was never taught it. Right, which that's what I was wondering. Like you say, you have you had that desire to be really rich, yeah. And like that's what your goal was. But were you actually savvy, like, or did you just spend it all, like most? No, young people? no, not at all. I. I had this I had this mindset and I used to say this too, like if somebody would challenge me, like, hey, you should save money, I'd always I'd always tell them, like, hey, you make money to spend it. Even if you end up saving it, you're still saving it to spend it. You know, so uh-huh. why not spend it and get right. what you want? And um, so that was that that was my mindset. And I remember like years like just before I actually started working, so thirteen, fourteen, those years, my mom worked at a or baked for like a farmer's market and she used to let mm-hmm. me go and get the like go to the store, purchase the ingredients. And then, you know, make my own brownies and stuff like that. And then I would sell them there and I would keep the profit from that. So because of that, I kind of got like a, you know, a super, a super brief introduction to business and how it works with having capital expense and stuff like that um, and gross versus net profit. You know, it taught me about that really quick when I thought I was going to save all this money. And then, you know, I had to pay my mom back for the ingredients and then I had to spend the rest of the money on more ingredients. And, you know, but it, it, it did give me. Uh, you know, a, a sense of it. And I actually saved more money at the farmer's market than I did my first year, year two years of working. Um, so I thought whenever I get an actual job that, you know, money's just going to come easy. And I made a lot more money, but because I had that mindset that, hey, you know, money's just coming easily now, 
um, I didn't save anything at all. So the real turnaround point was, or the, the, the thing that kind of got me started on saving and investing and stuff like that. I was 17 years old. Um, it was like late 17 years old. Um, I would have been almost 18. And I remember looking at my bank account and my bank statements and looking at my W-2 and stuff like that and looking at all the money I had made. And then I looked at taxes and looked at what was left. And then I looked at my bank account and I was like, oh, snap. So like at, at the at the end right. of my first at the end of my first year of working, I started second week of January 2014, I believe. And um, at, at the end of my first year of working, I looked at my bank account. And I wasn't making much at the time, but I had about $200 more than what I had started the year with. <laughs> that was my total mm, nice. savings. Right. And then, and so I was like, wow, okay. And then I didn't do anything about it. So the exact same thing happened the following year. I looked at my bank account and I actually had a couple hundred dollars less than the previous year. Mm. Now I had bought like a car that year, you know, like a, you know, spent like $4,000 on a car yeah. and, you know, I had bought some stuff like that. But I still looked at right. my bank account and I said, holy crap, like I have no idea where any of this money like went at all. Like I have no idea. So I had mm -hmm. heard the term like budgeting and stuff like that. I never made a budget at that age. Um, I became like more aware of what I was spending, which helped me to save some. But still, I really, really wasn't saving that much. Um, and then like 18-ish years old, something like that. I think I was like probably 18, 18 and a half. Like it was, it was soon after I turned 18, my little brother got a job and he, I knew what he was making and he was making exactly what I was making. And it did. And yeah. he's my, my little brother is super frugal. He's always been like that. It did not take long at all for him to accumulate substantially more money than I had. And so I started, I, you know, it, it just, it got me thinking about these things. Like, look, I'm making way more than him. Uh, he doesn't seem to be suffering in life or just being like ridiculously stingy at any point in his life. And yet he's got like way more money than I do. So, well, I mean, it was, it was by a couple thousand, but to me back then it was like, right. wow, that's like, you know, so much more money than I have. Um, and then right around that exact same time, I had a friend of mine who was like, man, can we go out for coffee? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. So we went out for coffee. We just met up, whatever. And I told him a little bit about like, what was going on in my life with the finances and stuff. I told him like, man, I don't know. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not saving anything. And like, this is just garbage, right? Like I can't seem to save and I don't know where my money's going and I don't know what to do with the money I do save and you know, all these different things. So he was like, well, have you ever read rich dad, poor dad? And I was like, no. Uh -uh. So he actually uh, gave me a copy of rich dad, poor dad. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, I didn't know what the heck it was. I was like, you know, I didn't know who Robert Kiyosaki was. I wasn't familiar with any of that kind of material. Um, and I honestly hated reading, absolutely hated reading. It took me almost six months to get through that book. Like I just, I never read. So mm -hmm. I ended up getting through the book and that was, that was the first life, like life changing type of type, type of thing where it really, it's not like I got wealthy overnight by any means, but it shifted right. my mindset to start thinking like, you actually need to be smart with money. You know what I mean? Like you, mm -hmm. you actually need to um, invest properly. And uh, then for my, so I, I started, I started like accumulating some money and saving a little bit, some stuff like that. Um, my 18th, like my, my 18th year, I guess. Um, when I was 18 years old, started accumulating some type of money. I still didn't have a budget or anything like that in place. And, you know, I, I saw the result, like I saw that I was saving some money, but then 
in the book Rich Dad Poor Dad, he he talks a lot about real estate. He talks a lot about real estate, and then on top of that, he also talks a lot about making uh, your money work for you. You know what I mean? Right. So I start I start thinking of these ways, and and you know, it it really just got my brain going, and it really brought out my creative side. So I start thinking of these different ways, and I start trying to learn um, about like real estate and about investing. And I'm you know I'm I'm reading forums online. Um, I picked up uh, Business of the 21st Century, also by Robert Kiyosaki. I read through that book real quick, but I still wasn't at like a high savings rate. I thought I was because I was saving substantially more money than um, you know I was previous years. Now I was I was also making more because I was getting raises and stuff like that, but I was. You know, I still wasn't like I still wasn't at a high savings rate if you take my actual, you know, what I made to what I was saving for my right. 19th birthday. Uh, my mom knew I was into this kind of stuff and she purchased me or she bought the book, um, The Millionaire Next Door. She bought yep. that book for me. And that was that was definitely the biggest like. Life changing when it came to actual like personal finance and stuff like that, I'm actually reading through it right now again. Um, but I devoured that book a lot right. quicker than Rich Dad Poor Dad just because I saw the potential in reading books and the and the the mindset shift that had that had come from that first book. Sure. And so I, I devoured that book a lot quicker. And the Millionaire Next Door, if you guys aren't familiar with it, it's essentially what your average millionaires look like, pretty much. And it's it's a it's a very very it's it's the best book I've found so far on personal finance, on saving, on investing. Um, and just simple action steps, you know, that, that you can that you can do. So I picked up that book and then my savings rate really, really went up. You know, I was up at about almost a 50 percent savings rate right now. I mean, at that point, um, you're 19. So I ended up accumulating a good bit of wealth. I messed around a little bit with um, some different smaller investments. I remember like I remember, you know, there was there was I definitely lost a little bit because I was just trading like penny stocks and stuff like that at that point. You know, I'd heard about investing in stocks and this different stuff. So I just like downloaded uh, the Robinhood app, you know, and I started trading some (laughs) on the Robinhood app, you know, with like Mm -hmm. extra money and stuff like that. At the same time, I was saving in my bank account as well. But I started, you know, back and forth trading some stocks and stuff like that. And I ended up losing a, a little bit of money. And then I heard about, you know, the cannabis boom and stuff like that. So I, uh, I ended up reading an article of where they were going to legalize cannabis in like a couple different states and stuff like that. And my brain told me, well, this is a good time to get into cannabis stock, right? So I dropped like $500. I, I believe it was $500 into, the, into cannabis stock. It was like a general – it was almost like a in, mini index fund or something, but it was just a general stock that invested in several different companies. Well, the date came. They passed a law. They legalized it in a couple more uh, states, and I, you know, within a couple of weeks, I had made several thousand dollars. And I was wow. like, I was like, crap, right? Like this is sick. And this was this was fall of 2018. So this was just this was just last year that I did that. And so that was kind of right. my first like nice little win. It wasn't a big win by any means, but it was my first nice little win. At the same time, I started uh, getting a lot more interested in real estate my older brother had purchased a trailer park uh, early 20 set or late 2017 sorry and he was telling he was r- telling me some of the numbers on it and dude i was like no way like this these are the numbers on real estate and i was crazy excited about it you know and so i started getting a lot more involved in real estate um, i remember finding bigger pockets around that time as well which by the way if you guys 
want a podcast or a website or any sort of information on real estate, go check out Bigger Pockets. They have everything you could ever want. Best learning material to this day. And I started, I started doing that. I also started uh, thinking of different ways that I could make more income. I started uh, reselling Supreme, like the the brand, like the Hypebeast brand Supreme. I would buy from the store and watch the prices go up and then resell it. So I made a couple thousand off of that. And that was just extra money. I made a couple thousand off stocks, just trading different stocks, reading articles, stuff like that. Um, and then I also made, uh, you know, probably about a thousand or so from personal training. Um, I am a per- certified personal trainer and I was doing a little bit of online training. So I made, you know, maybe $1,500 or so from there. So I was, yeah. you know, at that point I was very, very excited because I saw that like, it, it's a lot more rewarding when you generate your own income versus working a, a yeah. job and getting a W-2 and earning income from there. So I was, you know, I was more stoked from the, from the $2,000, $3,000 I made, or, you know, $1,500 I made from personal training or the couple thousand dollars I made from reselling Supreme. I was more excited about that than I was about the 40,000 I was earning at my job. You know what I mean? Like yeah, right, it was, it was sure. so much more rewarding for me to do that kind of stuff. So I began thinking of, of different ways to, increase my income. I ended up investing in crypto a little bit, like start of this year when it, when it dropped super Mm -hmm. far, I threw some money into there, made a couple thousand extra from, from the crypto as well. And just other, other small penny stocks. I started trading. Um, there was no real way that I learned how to trade stocks and stuff like that and learned how to make money off stocks, except for just, just simply trying it honestly i lost i lost uh you know a couple hundred i definitely lost a couple hundred dollars before i made my first thousand so and and you know to this day i don't trade penny stocks anymore um but at that time you know making a couple thousand dollars extra was was super super cool for me even a couple hundred bucks extra was super super cool for me right and and it did get me more more involved in the whole investing side of things so that was really cool um and then, you know, start of this year, like I said, I, I was investing in the cryptocurrency. I did yeah. set up an actual, I did set up an actual budget um, start of this year, which boosted, you know, just just simply by tracking my expenses, that boosted my savings rate to about seventy. It's around seventy percent. It's just a hair over. It's like seventy-two percent or something like that. But my savings wow. rate's about a seventy percent right now. So I save a very very large portion of my income currently. Yeah, that's insane. And then I, you know, from listening with bigger pockets and stuff like that, I was like, man, I got to buy a rental property. So then, of course, I started looking for a rental property. I was planning on doing a standard, a standard loan. I was still, I was still learning pretty much everything just from reading randomly recommended books. On the Bigger mm-hmm. Pockets podcast, they recommend books at the end of each podcast, um, like the guest does. The guest speaker recommends a book, so I would, I, you know, I was picking up those books and reading those, and then other books I had heard. From people, I was picking up those books as well. Just picking up anything I could and just learning, you know. Um, I ended up getting really serious. I got rid of my Spotify account, you know, and I was just—I'm like that. When I get into something, I'm just all in. So I ended up right. getting rid of my Spotify or any sort of music streaming device and strictly listening to podcasts. And I can honestly say that that's been my number one area of of learning and personal growth. It's just simply listening to other people's podcasts and and listening to stories of what other people have done. And uh, yeah, so that. You know, that kind of mindset, they also, Bigger Pockets also has webinars. I participated in a couple of those. And um, they have something called the 90 day challenge, where in 90 days, they want you to close on a house. You know, like you can find one, 
raise the money, whatever. 90 days is enough time. And so that was like a huge push for me. I was like, holy 90 days. Are you kidding me? Like I'm going to own a property in 90 days. And then I didn't know exactly how it was going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. but I decided, I decided, you know what, let's make it happen. So I wrote out, uh, my goals, like I do, like I talked about in the previous podcast, my lead measures, all my lag measures, what I'd need to do to find this, find this deal and close on this deal. And I started thinking like in the mindset of, you know what, in 90 days, I'm going to be a homeowner. I'm going to be a landlord in 90 days, in 90 days, I'm going to do it. End of conversation. Like I didn't, I didn't accept failure. Right. It was just a mindset that in 90 days, I'm going to do it. Um, the house that I own now kind of ended up falling in my lap. I was talking to a customer of mine actually at the job I work at about real estate telling him, Hey, you know, I'd love to, uh, I'd love to find a, find a house. And he said, well, a buddy of mine selling a house. I said, cool. What is it? So he told me the price, told me the dimensions, told me there's a tenant already in it. And, uh, you know, told me a couple other things and, and it was good enough where I was interested. So I got his contact info, gave him a call and, uh, the rest is history. I ended up closing on that deal in 72 days instead of 90 days and now i'm a landlord so that is (laughs) that is in short that is in short the uh the story you know what i totally left out riley you know what i totally left out the fact that late 2018 i purchased a flip house with my brother i totally left that out i apologize anyways before well, I was still invest. I mean, I was still interested in real estate, but before I actually purchased my rental property, it was early 2018, been about a year ago. I purchased a flip house, and believe it or not, it's my first flip house. I purchased it with my brothers, and it's it's my first ever flip. I still own that house right now, and am looking to sell it probably in the next month or so. So hopefully, I'll reap nice. the benefits from that. But so far, I haven't really. But that was another step. And then from there, um, I did end up purchasing that rental property, which I own today. I do own the rental property nice. now. Next step yeah. is going to be a multifamily property of some sort, which I'm going to move into one of the units so that I get a 3.5% loan. So I have to put almost nothing down on it, and then my tenants will pay for my mortgage. So that's my next right. step as far as wealth building goes. Um, I'm going to also try to maintain my current savings rate as my income in- continues to increase. Um, because obviously every property you every property you purchase, your income will increase. This last one I purchased – it's a cheap rent, but my but my income automatically jumps seventy two hundred dollars a year, which is cool. Right. So and and I continue to you know I'm planning on continuing to do that until I'm you know I'm making multiple hundred thousands a year, but as I continue to do that, and as yeah. I continue to build wealth like that, I think one of the most important things to build wealth quickly is to always maintain a high savings rate, and uh, you know never you know regardless of how wealthy you get, never feel like you're rich. Um, until until you until you get at the point at at the until you get to the place where you're satisfied with where you're at, if that makes sense. Because I don't think a lot of growth, like once you start feeling like you're rich and you start spending money like you're rich, a lot of growth isn't going to happen at that point. Because at that point, down. right? Exactly. Because at that point, you're not, you know, the snowball has stopped. If that makes sense. Right. So that's a that's a short slash long story. <laughs> that's really about good. my money. No, <laughs> I went. No, off, that's dude. good. I got no, started. That's amazing. I did not you, stop you really, for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. No, you really laid it out there. No, I think that's good. The the thing that I got, and like you said there at the end, but the thing I got from it was if you want to start saving money or, or you know, figuring out this whole um, personal finance thing and everything, it takes being intentional majorly. Like yeah. you do have to 
be focused and actually want to do it because it takes work, the budgeting you did, all that kind of stuff, making a 70% savings rate. Like that's, that's good. That's not just from, you know, not watching your money and not, um, you know, worrying about what you spend because the tendency, like if we do start making more money, the tendency is just to spend it. And I think that's what happens when people aren't educated and they go from, you know, not working and then they get a job coming out of school and there's money everywhere compared to what there was and they just spend it all uh, yeah. when it could be used to you and know, that's exactly building up something. That, yeah, that's exactly what happened when I got my when I got my job. That's why right. I didn't save anything exactly. for the first two years. And now I'm sitting here kicking myself like, dude, that could be a down payment on a house, you know? I know, no, same <laughs> here. My dad would come to me and he'd be like, you know, like you made this amount and this is what you have in your bank account like you see that difference there and i'd be like oh shoot yeah okay <laughs> and then and then i would just like forget about it and not worry about it so when, it's not home it's hard down, to focus on but it is when yeah. you sit down and take a hard look at your bank statement or your w-2 and say look this is what i earned and this is what i have it uh right it's, it's very sobering to say the least that you know for a lot of people i know it was it for, me, it for sure and it's also very rewarding yeah. to be able to say look this is what i made and this is what I saved and this is how I invested it. You know, that's, that's right. also very rewarding. So, oh, that's, yeah. 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 Guys, it takes a lot of work. So it does. A Ed, lot that, of was a, that was a great story. Wonderful. Well, that's the podcast for this, uh, for this week. I hope you guys enjoyed it. It's just Ed talking nonstop. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed <laughs> everything. Yeah. I appreciate everybody who joined us on this episode and, uh, I think we're going to head out if there's nothing else. Riley, you got anything? Nope, that was great. Thanks, Ed, for Wonderful. sharing. All right. Well, then I'm going to head out. I appreciate everybody who listened. And be sure to catch us next week and subscribe and favorite the Climb podcast. I appreciate y'all. And we will see you next time. <laughs>